You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we're a VHS podcast that looks at the trailers, box art, and behind the scenes. And we have a returning special guest, Ashley. I'm back again. You can't escape me. <laughs> well, and this one is because of the vote. Oh, Remember it a long time that's ago. That's true. Yeah. You, you said, if I'm going to come back and it's not going to be Star Wars, it's got to be You've Got Mail. <laughs> I did not say that. You can listen back. Steve is the one who <laughs> mm-hmm. said something like, I don't know, you've got mail. Okay. And then I said, well, now it has to be. That's and what I mean. Yeah. you tried to be sneaky and request a couple other things. Because I tried to get out of it. Yep. And everyone was like, nope, Steve, you're watching. You've got mail. And guess what? He did. <laughs> I did. I certainly did. Oh, man. You've got mail from 1998? 1997. Just call me Joe. Joe? Just call me Joe? Sure. If you were one of those 22-year-old girls with no last name, hi, I'm Kimberly. Hi, I'm Janice. She's beautiful. Don't they know you're supposed to have a last name? But she's a pill. You're such a liar. In life, they know they can't stand each other. You're taking all the caviar? That caviar is a garnish. Respect each other. Joe Fox. F-O-X. F-O-X. Or like each other. May I ask who you are? No. 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 But what they don't know... Hi. ...is that online, they're in love with each other. I don't know his name or what he does. This woman is the most adorable creature I've ever been in contact with. Warner Brothers presents... Do you think we should meet? ...a modern-day romance. Meet? Why am I compelled to even meet her? She couldn't be a real dog. Tom Hanks. See you later. (laughs) Don't worry about a thing. Meg Ryan. From the director of Sleepless in Seattle. What are you girls talking about? Cyber sex. <laughs> You've got mail. I would really appreciate it if you would just go away. I brought your flowers. Oh. Yeah, uh, but I think came out maybe in 98. Like uh, one of those like... Made in ninety seven came out in ninety eight movies. Released in the theaters December eighteenth, nineteen ninety eight, and a budget of sixty five million. Damn. Yeah, paying paying those superstars to be in this film. And I bet the location money costs a lot too, because this looked like it was almost all in New York. It seems like New York was almost a character. <laughs> you oh. would film, yeah. <laughs> like constantly, like, hey, by the way, we're, we're in New York. York. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go to Seventy Sixth Street and not know you're in New York? Yeah. <laughs> that might be verbatim. I'm not sure. Oh my god. <laughs> and Starbucks, they probably had to pay them. Oh, this is a very Starbucks heavy like movie like they show it they're in it they show the cups like this is starbucks it it was either paid to be a part of this or paid to be a part of this one of the two with how big this film was i'm so sad that aol isn't kind of still around you know like doing what it was doing (laughs) yeah they're uh, well i don't know really what they're doing i don't either but they're like they're like a strung out teen actor or child actor where you're like they're still around but, but, but I'm they're not, not sure what they're really doing. 
It's like you kind of look away from them a lot. They have a website where they post really shitty articles, and then they have uh, the email still that like really old people still have like at AOL addresses. Yeah, and I hope they still pay for them. Ooh. <gasps> yeah, you had to pay well, for those back in the day. maybe they have like a stockpile of um, the free discs. Free discs. <laughs> <laughs> still working it, baby. <laughs> and those old people are still calling like, I don't know if I want it anymore. And they're like, we'll send you more, more CDs. <laughs> more. I'm going to, you get all those CDs in mail. You're like, I'm going to have free internet forever. <laughs> I'm never, ever, I'm never going to have to pay for an email. Guess what? You don't have to pay for email anymore. <laughs> I have like 45 emails and they're a mess. Yes. Ugh, I, AOL. Wow. I, I don't even know. I don't know what my name was for my old AOL account. It's like gone in my memory. It was uh, Evil Dead Batman 913 was mine. What are you talking about like AIM account? I can't remember. Well, my... it was both. It was my at AOL. So yeah, I'm sure yeah. you could send an email to Evil Dead Batman 913 at AOL.com. And somewhere you are emailing me, but I have long since how shuttered long do they that keep account. those alive you think i don't know like maybe forever i don't think i would ever <laughs> be able to remember i do think now that you're saying i like made an email because i was like a kid and i was like i'm gonna make an email mm-hmm. and then i did and i have no memory because it did, I, it wasn't the same as aim because i didn't get that till later oh see i didn't get an aol email until i got i did AIM. because i wanted to be like an adult and then i was like i'm not gonna use this <laughs> yeah i don't think i got like an email email until like oh four <laughs> when i was like 14 <laughs> yeah i've gone from an aol to a yahoo to a hotmail to a gmail oh i have a at live.com but it's hotmail Shh, don't tell anybody and then gmail yeah <sighs> yep Oh, good old, good old outdated this technology. This is a riveting conversation. Yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of that talk because we are talking about a 20 year old movie uh, about email communication. So there's going to be a lot. I feel of, like between the two of you, it's kind of like, oh, you've got mail. Blah. This movie's fantastic. Don't you even? <laughs> I like this movie. There's nothing wrong with this movie. It's just like it's not as exciting as like a now and then or Ooh. like something where we're talking. Ooh, uh, that's rough. When Matt goes, I. Like I like this movie. You're like, uh oh. It's the greatest insult of Uh-oh. all time because I live with you and I've heard you like defend movies of that caliber, and I'm like, don't you dare put that in that region. <laughs> That's where I put this one. I like this movie, but it's not like my favorite. If Matt rented this movie, he would return it before it's late, like a whole day before oh. it's late. It'd be like, I, I don't need this anymore. I've seen it's, it. It's okay. That's how I feel about it. Oh, that's cute because well, I owned it. Well, <laughs> that, that'll get us into the history of it. Um, so I, this is only the second time that I have seen this film. I saw it in theaters when it came out. It was a big deal uh, that it was, it was coming out. It was a Meg Ryan Tom Hanks movie, so my parents wanted to see it. I thought it looked funny. I wanted to see it as like a kid. Because, I mean, it appeals to everybody. It's one of these movies. It's kids, adults, whatever. It's just one of those general comedies. So I wanted to see it, uh, and I saw it in theaters, liked it. Haven't seen it since, though, until we did it for this podcast. But you really like this, Ashley. This was probably, if I had to guess, maybe my 376th time viewing this film. Um, Love this movie. My grandma owned this movie. And then it's on TV every fucking day. If I go home to visit my family, this is on TBS or something. Right after every... something's got to give. Oh, I hate that. Don't you dare bring that up. <laughs> um, but yeah, you've got mail. It's it's always on. Uh, I had to put the marquee for this up when I worked in the theater. That's how long ago I worked in the movie theater. Uh, back when it was film, folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, not this digital bullshit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to put the marquee up, and I could not find the comma. 
between the U and the V. And the so they're like, yeah, the apostrophe. Um, <laughs> I was well, like, where's the actually, comma? You've got man. I actually, the <laughs> com- interesting, interesting about this in the marquee, a comma a and oh, they're, they're both the same. the same. So I couldn't find it anywhere. And they're like, how could you not find it, Steve? It's with all the other marquee, you yeah. know, fucking letters and shit. And I'm, I'm looking all over for it. And it's freaking pissing me off. So Eureka, Missouri, for the longest time, just had, you've got mail. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I can read that. I know what it means. Well, and they also wanted to put with Tom Hanks. Oh, but there so was much. There wasn't enough room. So it was with Tom Hacks. Like, it was H A K S, and everyone was like, "Eh." <laughs> Why not just like T Hanks? Yeah, yeah, T Hanks. Well, that's what With you Hanks get when you send Ryan. a teenager up to do the fucking marquee. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "It doesn't fit. Just take away the end. Good enough." <laughs> Jesus. You were a mockery. Mockery Tom, of the. I would have just, I would have just singular him. I went Tom Hank because I would have known what it meant. Yeah, like it cut off or whatever. Yeah. Or it fell down. Yeah. I thought that the Hanks was very important. <laughs> Honestly, Hanks. when I look back at it now, why didn't I put just T. Hanks? T. Hanks or Hanks and Ryan. Or like, or instead of with, just put W. Yeah. Yeah. With Tom Hanks, yep. Again, this is what There's you get when you pay a child $5 an hour or a teenager to work it, you know, and do the market. It's marketing. okay. You can open up about how it was child labor. <laughs> <laughs> 5.25 an hour. <laughs> That's how much I made at that time period. I think. I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, my first job, it was 6. 6.25. Yeah, 6.25. Yeah, 6.50 was my first job. So, yeah, not too far off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... It, it, and now they make, like, $15 an hour because, like... Yeah, but I, yeah. I made people food as, like pretty much a child i was like hello i put my hands all over this <laughs> i i remember when you know like making the popcorn and everything and then people would be like i think your popcorn's burning and i'd turn around and be like oh shit pillows <laughs> of smoke coming out it smells uh, awful for the rest of the week again those cheap bastards would have me ripping the tickets cleaning the theaters and doing concessions and then they're like do you want to be manager and i go this is why this place is going under <laughs> I'm like i don't think you understand how to run a business uh, but when, when you put the marquee up, did you see the movie in theaters then? Uh, no. No. <laughs> uh, I think my mom did for free. Nice. Uh, and she was probably like, ooh, this is their third one together. And I was probably like, I don't know what you're talking about, mom. <laughs> I'm a teenager and I only like boy movies. <laughs> it doesn't have cry kicks in it, explosions, laser beams, fireballs, or dragons. I'm out. <laughs> for most of that, I was like, do you have a retainer in? I can't fucking sand you. <laughs> I didn't have uh, I didn't have braces, but I, I think I just mumbled my way through teenagers. Yeah, teenagers yeah. mumble, especially they teenage do. boys. I, I mean, I'm sure teenage girls do too, but I'm pretty sure most of us are. I, th- I think girls like everything they say when they're a teenager is kind of like sarcastic. That's I, for me, yeah. Yeah, and then I think boys are just like stupid and mumbling. Boys don't make eye contact and don't open their mouths fully. Oh man, have I grown up? <laughs> I think I'm still a teenager. <laughs> Correct. Uh, anyway, shit. Getting into the details again. Uh, we have back-to-back movies here in Ladies Month where it's uh, directed by a female. And Nora written. Ephron. Nora Ephron, the yeah. Gary Mar- Marshall of female directors. Um, you know, safe, uh, romantic. For the masses. For the masses. Mm-hmm. Movies, which isn't necessarily a problem. 
Um, I she think she wrote this with her sister, I believe. Yeah, yes, Celia. Yeah. Um, but and her, uh, her sister's a little bit more like you know up there. She does playwrights. Yeah. And yes. she's a fancy yeah, writer. She, she is yeah. a writer, capital W. She does books. She does screenplays. She does plays. But yeah, this. But why Nora? Is, is up in her mansion with her, you know, Harry met, when Harry met Sally and Sleepless in Seattle and you've yeah. got male money. <laughs> so she's like, hey, sis, you may be, you know, like. Yeah. Delia's it, like, I, I am so prestigious and I cannot pay my rent this month. <laughs> and snort. And, snort? And, and, and Nora's snorting coke off like, you know, like gold plated I was going to say she was snoring coke off of Brinkley. <laughs> off Elizabeth Brinkley? No, the no, dog Brinkley. Dog Brinkley. Oh. Do you not know the dog's name? It's no. It's a major part of the movie. <laughs> no, but it was an adorable dog. Oh, precious. All golden retrievers are. So cute. So I'm I'm the worst uh, and I Go have on. this I have this on DVD as well. Um, as the VHS we watched for this. So I naturally, after we watched the movie, watched the bonus features, all of them, which there's about an hour and a half of bonus features on the DVD. Really? <laughs> yes. And I was like, well, I'm going to watch all these. Kind now. of like a pretty good behind the scenes. Yeah, there's like a half hour behind the scenes. Then there's a half hour documentary about just like uh, romantic pairings in like Warner Brothers movies, which is an excellent feature, by the way. So if you are into like romantic comedies, like the black and white ones, or even just like the Bogey and Bacall movies and stuff like that, you should pick up this DVD just for that half hour special that's on there. It's yeah. excellent. Um, I definitely recommend that. Uh, does it have explosions, dragons, <laughs> no, superheroes, laser beams in it? <laughs> but it has old movies in it, and that was something that I liked as a kid. So. Um, I could only say that it has explosive chemistry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I, but, I can't say much. I just watched a documentary on Orson Welles, so I'm, I'm just a fucking loser. <laughs> Well, you didn't. Okay. You, you didn't stay up until uh, three thirty in the morning last night watching all the bonus features on the You've Got Mail DVD, but I did. I <laughs> fell asleep. Um, I'm proud of you. But they're they're mentioned in the uh, bonus material something I didn't know. You have mentioned here that it's based on a play, but it's also more closely based on an old uh, 40s screwball comedy called A Shop Around the Corner, yeah. which I had oh, never heard of at all until I watched this behind the scenes. I did not know that this was a remake, A, and B, that this other movie even existed, Matt, period. I'm going to give you a big duh. Yeah, no, I've I didn't know a that. lot of people know that. I did not know that. I've never heard of this other film. <laughs> I've seen it. I've never seen it. Uh, it's cute. It looks cute, but yeah, it's... it's uh, Based on the play, but more accurately based on that film and that movie's remake uh, later, which I'm forgetting the name of now. But then that had a musical play that Nora Ephron was obsessed with in the 60s as well. So there is like five different iterations of this movie. Before we get to You've Got Mail, which is basically email the movie. <laughs> You've got mail. You've got mail. It's just like the greatest. It When you hear that little... Tone, you're like I'm immediately rocking it back. Yeah, yeah so this like is, it comes with the beeping and like that. Yeah, the you sign. You got mail. Yep. But sometimes it takes so long, like it would be delayed. You'd be on the page for a second, and then it would be like, "Oh, you've got mail." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you've got mail. And be like, man, I'm already on my third page here, guy. Like, <laughs> I mean, I this was when back. AOL was on top of the world. Yeah, there was no stopping them. Yes. Until they stopped themselves. <laughs> yeah, until until everything came crashing down. But obviously this film stars Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan uh, through their third pairing together. I would say America's Sweethearts America's at the time. Sweethearts at the time for sure. Um, and it's just a classic Nora Ephron story. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but when Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan are together, everything in the world is correct. 
Like yeah. uh, there, there, there's no violent crimes. No one is hungry, even when they don't eat. Not hungry. Yeah, it's a perfect time in the world. I think it's really selfish of them to not be together at all. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, the, all the problems that we're having in the world right now. Tom Hanks. We need another Meg Tom Ryan. Hanks, Meg Ryan movie. Stop being douchebags and come together. Yeah, and make the greatest film. Well, I don't know who would, who would make this though because Nora Ephron is no longer with us. So I don't know who would make this film. Uh, maybe Nancy Myers. Nancy uh, Myers. But somebody needs to step up to the plate and uh, make a. Oh, what's art. the other one's name? Is another one? Yeah, Nancy Myers, and there's another one. Oh. There's probably the only other female. Yeah, the only <laughs> other female. Oh, what's her name? Yeah, and you, you son of a bitch, can't even remember her name. Nope, it's gone. Can't remember. But Nancy Myers. Well, because like I'm a, a huge Nancy like Myers fan. Or Nancy Myers, yeah. the daughter. The daughter, she yeah. she did, um, like, Home, Home Again. Again. Yeah, well, I just realized that, like, all three of these pairings that they did, it was all, you know, pretty much the same director. <laughs> well, I the, mean, the Joe, two, uh, the Joe versus the volcano. Joe versus, which is, that? I looked this up because I was talking about, I was like, the first pairing was Joe versus the volcano. I was like, who did that movie? The director has only directed, I think they're a playwright, but the director has only directed one other film besides Joe versus the volcano. And it is 2008's Dead. Doubt, the Meryl Streep nun right? scandal movie. What? Your face <laughs> says what my face says. So did. that guy has directed two films, two films in his entire career Joe versus the volcano and Doubt. <laughs> I'll be honest, I enjoy both. Yeah. D- doubt for a completely different yeah. reason. Doubt was a solid ass movie. I've never seen Joe versus the Volcano. And I've I, only I seen really it once. I've only seen it once yeah. back in the day, like a long time ago, so I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. That's a tough, tough VHS. For, I, at least yeah. I've looked, I've honestly been looking for that one in the yeah. wild for years. If you do, or if a generous uh, listener sends you guys oh. one, we can oh. do another, oh. another podcast where I see that for the first time <laughs> because I've seen this. Thousands of times. <laughs> Hundreds and thousands of times. Yes. Yeah, spe- speaking of how easy this one is to get compared to yeah. Joe versus the Volcano, uh, Matt and I were sweating a little bit. Yeah, we, down to the wire getting yeah. this tape. We, we needed to find this tape. I thought he had it, and I maybe you thought I had had mm-hmm. it. And uh, somehow, you know, we got, were like, uh, okay, you bring it. And it's just like, I don't have it. And it was just like, da-da-da, we're dumbasses. I think that's unfortunate because, like, I'm sure we at one point should have had it but like my grandma still likes that movie so i wasn't able yeah. to take her being <laughs> yeah. yeah. well I, first place i went to had this and i was like you've you've got to be kidding you've me. got you've, vhs yeah, yes <laughs> you've, got VHS. <laughs> you've got you've got mail <laughs> legitimately oh yeah um one quarter by the way one uh should we talk about this box art yeah, you've got to get to the box art. Let's get here. Uh, very simple box art. We've got Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan. Their faces as big as life on the top here uh, with a nice green background. It almost looks like they're um, ghosts looking down <laughs> on themselves. <laughs> yes, ghosts looking down on themselves, hugging, embracing as Brinkley the dog is pulling Tom Hanks away, which is the end of the movie, While by the way. they are standing on... Keys. Keyboard keys. Keyboard keys. Uh... And the You've Got Mail has the logo with the like American Online You've Got Mail thing with just the mailbox with the cursor over it. Um, and it says it is the best romantic comedy of the year from CBS TV. Uh, yeah, this was definitely the romantic comedy of 1998. 
Flipping it over to the back, Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan should win the Nobel Prize for Chemistry, USA Today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I get it, but also, like, that's a bold statement. We've got uh, three different pictures, one gigantic one of Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan looking inquisitively at someone else, uh, but doing it together. And then we've got a small no, picture. she's specifically annoyed, and he is being charming. Yes. And then uh, <laughs> we have Tom Hanks and Brinkley looking at a screen together, and Meg Ryan and Greg Kinnear, who was also a pretty big star at the time, uh, who plays her boyfriend in the film, uh, looking at something together. It's always looking at something with these photos. I can tell you what they're looking at. So obviously Tom Hanks is responding to it. Right, he's on Meg the computer. Ryan, and then Greg Kinnear is watching his tape back from oh, his interview. Oh, yeah. I know this movie so well. Yep. You give me an image and I can tell you what scene the, the movie is. <laughs> Which, by the way, Greg Kinnear and that uh, lady, oh man, they, they were fucking each other with their eyeballs. <laughs> that scene was hilarious. <laughs> What's that, Jane Addams, that yes. woman? Oh, she's oh, great. She's, she's I wish she was in this movie. She's fucking awesome. I wish there was a follow-up scene with Yeah, her. she's so good. Or this, a spin-off scene of the two of them. Yeah, they're <gasps> like together. A spin-off movie. movie. You know. Another spin-off movie. Yeah. We're uh, really good at pitching those. So here's our description. For those of you who don't know what You've Got Mail is, if you've been living under a rock for the past <laughs> 20 years, uh, three little words. Three rapturous words that Joe Fox, Tom Hanks, and uh, Kathleen Kelly, Meg Ryan, long to hear. You've got mail. As frothy as triple latte and as refreshing oh, as a springtime fuck. walk. No. You've got mail delivers all the wit, charm, and warmth you'd expect for the reunion of stars and director Nora Ephron of Sleepless in Seattle. Greg Kinnear, Parker Posey, Gene Stapleton, and more talented co-stars add perfect support to this Valentine, uh, support to the this Valentine to modern to modem romance in which super (laughs) that's what tripped me up (laughs) in which superstore book chain uh what's that word magnate yeah magnate hanks and co what okay (laughs) hanks and cozy children's book short books shop owner ryan anonymous email cyber pals who fall head over laptops in love unaware that they are combative business rivals Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan are magic, Joel Siegel of ABC TV's Good Morning America proclaims. And it's a magic to be shared when you've got mail. I will say that I think the reason you stumbled so much through it is this is what happens when um, an actual city like New York writes copy for back of the film. <laughs> Modem, anonymous email, cyber frothy latte. Frothy latte. That, that, it is a barf. Barf, barf. That is when you take a city and write an algorithm of their personality and then let them write content for the back of a it's VHS. That. Yeah. It's wow. It's um it's beautiful. Guess <laughs> what? I can sum up what this movie is. Two people running two different businesses, one's gonna take over the other one, but they secretly love each other and they're writing letters to each other. It's Anonymously like, over email. The story is time and time again. Like, shop around the corner, even movies like Doris Day, Rock Hudson, Pillow Talk, it's the same thing. It's like misdirection. Like, you don't know who you're talking to, but you fall in love with the idea of somebody. It's a story as old as time. You find love in the one you least expected. I like, think that's what Democrats it is. and Republicans Basically, getting together That's what this babies. is about, yeah. This is a very political movie too uh yeah but very but new york political yeah, yeah it's very gentle yeah it's yeah it's a very gentle, gentle politics. Like, this yeah. is 90s politics for you <laughs> nowadays like he like the old man who ran the company would have had a shotgun and, and she yeah. would have knocked on the door and he'd been like what do you want you liberal yeah, yeah. he would have been like fucking a secretary yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, I just got the visual of that old man banging his secretary. Beating her up. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> the worst. Oh, and then pimp slapping her at the yes, end. Yes, of course. It's a much darker film. Yeah, nowadays. You've Got Mail nowadays uh, would be very dark. Uh, let's... <laughs> well, at least you've we got wrote subpoenaed. it. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's put this tape in and take a look at the single trailer that we had at this movie. Shocking. Yeah, just one trailer, and uh, it was the soundtrack, and I, I'll be honest, after watching the soundtrack trailer on this, I wonder by the soundtrack. It's a good soundtrack. This one's got a good soundtrack, too. Uh, we talked about it now and then, uh, but again, the 90s trope of having 70s songs, oldies, in your movie. But then there was also like a lot of Louis Armstrong, Big Brass songs. Like yep. It was classic, but it felt very New York. It yep. was like city, oh, classic oh, city. Yeah. Like It felt good. All the songs made it feel good. Wait, Ashley, this movie was made in New York? Um, I believe this was filmed in and took place in New York. It's, no. it's not really yes. a love story about the two of them. It's, it's a, a love, love story, story about two people loving New, New York. York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no. That's, that's a totally different movie, I think. Yeah. It's, but it also, it's the exact same movie. It's like it, I do wonder, though, if New York was going to cheat, what city would they cheat with? They, they would be with L.A., but they would cheat on them with Chicago. Yeah, Chicago's like, the side piece that's better than the... Uh, yeah, the, it's like uh, you love Chicago, but you don't want to admit it. So you're like, yeah, I'm going. I'm hanging are with we L.A. The bad, are we yeah, the bad girl? Yeah, we're the girl? bad guys. Uh, we're, bad, but we're the bad, good bad. Bad, bad the girl good, or bad boy? We're the, we're the bad girl. We're the, we're the, we're the, we're the homewrecker, but yeah. we're the homewrecker that's better for it. You know, like they need to open we're up the their eyes and realize. that's oh. getting a little bit tired of New York's attitude. Yeah. What if we're the homewrecker at the end, New York goes, actually, I love you. And then we're like, no. bitch, please. Yep, it's we like, don't need you, Chicago, on its, it's own. It's like we're hanging with with Toronto now. Oh, joy! We found our real love yeah it's canada it's canada. yeah it's our main bitch oh man wow that <laughs> so so let's talk about this movie shall we or more or, cities or no. more cities that we're in love with um no no I, I mean with with this like when you go straight into the feature presentation on this uh i want you guys to go to our youtube channel i put the entire opening opening credits to this this oh. beautiful ridiculous 90s 3D rendering of first a globe, yes. then a city, and when then it, it it goes down into the desktop, and I almost screamed. I love yeah. it so much. I I mean, it got flagged on YouTube immediately, but we're not monetizing it, so it doesn't matter, bitches. <laughs> it don't matter. And uh, so then it flashes out to the city with all the, uh, you know, like 3D rendering of them, and I I, I fell in love with this. I, I, I just this part right here. I was the like, graphics, this is perfect. Yeah. yeah, I love it. It yeah. flashes me back because like the Warner Brothers logo becomes like a desktop icon, and then it opens, and then we go into the internet. Basically, it feels it's, like yeah. it feels very nineties. Yeah, which it's is great. it's like, wonderful. It's very specifically late nineties. But what I think is hilarious yeah. about this movie, and I think this is sort of the overarching thing that I feel <laughs> the entire movie, and I'll just cover it now, is like we are dealing with e email. Kind of has taken over writing letters to each other and like the old guys mention that mm -hmm. the real conservative old guys mention i remember when we used to write letters and then it's about a big box uh bookstore taking over for the little shop on the corner bookstore everything else is everything now 20 years later it's all closed the borders that have taken over the little shops are now also closed when they're basically making fun of borders in this movie and then you've got mail the email and the AOL yeah. are dead now. Nobody does that. Yeah, they just they just running. send pictures of dicks to each other <laughs> through Tinder and shit. Like it's yeah. it's totally different. <laughs> okay, Grandpa. Yeah, I yeah. never use Tinder. <laughs> when, when Joe Fox 
And all, well, I guess his dad would probably be dead, but you know, when they're about, when these two are about to get into a retirement age, they'd be like, this Amazon's closing down our Joe and Son's bookstore. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Literally. Oh, man. I can't compete with these Kindles. So what, yeah. what I do love about this movie is it, it's all about the new taking over the old, but the new doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> well, did at one point, did you guys think... That maybe this was going to go into like corporations are bad because you remember when this was obviously yeah. now we talk about it but do you remember when it started somewhere in the nineties with Walmart's are bad they destroy small towns yes I remember this and so when I put this in I hadn't seen this movie since on syndication I don't know early two thousands even though it's on all the time I yeah. think my brain just goes nope yeah uh, you didn't sit down and watch it all no later. and then I was like oh this is gonna be an anti corporate movie. It is in no. a way. It is in a way. It's it breaks her spirit, but then she ends up just like being with him and it's fine. Well, and then she ends up going into the store and kind of like falling in love with the store a little bit too because she sees she sees like the kids and the kids area. Remember near the end she of the movie? She doesn't fall in and love like, with the store. And they're like she's, she's like, like, Oh, maybe it's not so bad at no, I think maybe. she's thinking maybe it's not so bad after well, all. Well, also I think she knows she can't beat it. I mean, look at it. It was ridiculous. Well, it's ridiculous, but like she's very upset that the the thing that kills her, she loves seeing children be excited to read. And she, I think what she's fond of the store aspect is that these kids have so many options to read. Mm-hmm. But then that woman is like, I'm looking for the shoe books. And the guy's like, who's it by? And then he, she's like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, it's by this person. This is yeah. the type. Like, she's sad that, like, the spirit of independent owners who are very passionate about their trade is gone. And that's like a very sad well, thing. It's the soullessness of the corporation. Yeah. It's like they might be able to provide you coffee, like 18 different types of coffee. Like you being yeah. hired to run the movie. Yeah. Fucking theater. It's the same thing. This kid is like running a bookstore and knows nothing about yeah. books. You should never hire me now to run a theater <laughs> because it would be all these like fucking bizarre movies. We'd make no money. Yeah. But I'd know everything about those stupid movies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would run it right into the ground. <laughs> Light it on fire. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Steve, you didn't have to burn the place down. Ashley told me to do it. <laughs> Said it wasn't working out. Had to burn it down. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, this 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 movie is about two people coming together over the internet, over the mm-hmm. emails, if you will. Uh, she is known as Shop Girl, and he is NYC152. No, he's NY152. No, yeah, it's NY152. NY, yeah. Whatever. Because I NY thought it was one, NYC. Yeah, it would make sense. No, and no. NY152. 152, which is his address we find out later, which is funny. Um, but Don't forget that it's an over 30s chat room. And then over 30s oh. chat room is oh. where they meet. It's about to get sexy. No, I was like, where is all of like... The dirty like, talk? We're seeing all of their like, this is about my life. These are big conversations. I'm like, but what about on the daily when you're like, mm, what are you doing, girl? What like, you wearing? No, like, where's all the sexy talk? Because you know they are sexual beings. Yeah. Oh, God, they're so... They're made to be so non-sexual in this movie. It's almost kind of weird. It's crazy because they're both in relationships, which we should talk about because the act, the the supporting cast is incredible in this. Because it's Parker Posey and Greg Kinnear. Is a gem. I think she's one of a kind. I love her so much. And then Greg Kinnear is hilarious in this movie. I I like. Parker Posey, and this might come off wrong, but she's so annoying in this movie. Oh, it's and, amazing. But, but it's perfect. In a, in a good way. It, it's like 
That's what you were hired to do. Yes. She knows this person. You know, she embodies this oh, character. I bet so she well. has this person in her life. Yes. Yeah. Oh, she can nail it every time. And it's so great because like, even there's like moments where they're stuck on an elevator later and they're like opening up about what they want to do. If they ever get off the elevator, she says hers, everybody says hers. And then Tom Hanks gets to, he's like, if I ever get off this elevator and she just goes, "Uh, where are my Tic Tacs? (laughs) And I'm just like, she is a person that we all know. Yes. She's so dramatic. And it's It's so funny. So good. She nails it. And then Greg Kinnear is so awkward and hilarious when he talks to that girl he's flirting with clearly, even though he's in a relationship with, Kathleen Kelly. He's like, yours is the only show I watch. (laughs) She's like straight up coming on to him. Oh, they both are like eager for it. Yeah, but But too awkward to do anything about it kind of a little bit. But he's like the mouse that wants to be chased by the cat. But pretending like he's like, I didn't know we were flirting. He's like, like, I can't. What? I'm a hyper intellectual. I'm just here for conversation. And she's like, wow, that's amazing. And then he's yeah. just like, yours is the only show I watch. And then it's just so weird and uncomfortable. I'm like, I'm watching two people about to have sex. And <laughs> oh yeah. That's so the weird. start of a porn right there. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. But the supporting cast is so good in this. So good. Yeah. Cause we do, we get uh, Gene Triplehorn from all in family. Yeah. As the old lady that works at the shop. Yeah, who knew Kathleen's mother? Yeah, and Steve Zahn makes an early in his career appearance. I love oh. Steve Zahn. He literally, Matt was just like, Steve Zahn's in this movie? Yeah, he <laughs> works at the so shop excited. as well. So, so Matt and I connected on that one because oh. I was like, oh, Steve Zahn? Yeah, love, dude. Love Steve Zahn. He's yeah. so great. By the way, young Steve Zahn with that fantastic hair, there's a part of me where I think... You love him? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think at one time I wanted to have that hair and then I started growing my hair out and I realized that it just forms into a mullet that I'm like, I'll never have Steve Zahn hair. Steve Zahn. I love, I think, I think I've always been very attracted to Steve Zahn. I love him so much. Wow. This is the Steve Zahn fan. Yeah. I should should just make a Steve Zahn podcast. I feel like when I, when I saw, (laughs) when I saw Steve Zahn in movies, I, it was just like, that's the guy I want to be, you know, like not necessarily look like, cause he's definitely a better looking dude than me, but like, like, but just like wanted to be like, you know, like. He was so funny, but like kind of, he was still like kept his nerdiness, but he was still really funny and stuff like that. I love Joyride. Joyride, so good, dude. So good. Uh, Yeah, so really excited to see him pop up as one of the people that works at the shop. Uh, The the shop around the corner is Meg Ryan's shop and Fox and Sons bookstore is uh, Tom Hanks's bookstore what's tom hanks's name i think i've forgotten joe fox f-o-x they say these characters names endlessly yes yeah so much steve was talking about it right before we started we're like we know these characters names joe fox and kathleen kelly we will never i'm trying to get their names out of my head no won't won't happen (laughs) it's Uh, like who is tom hanks and meg ryan because all i know is joe fox and kathleen kelly now i have a question for you guys uh before we talk more about the movie I, we we all lived through email. Did anybody do this though? Like email people back and forth? I never did. Like I did like the the AIM. But yes. Like, you emailed people like like a pen pal sort of thing. All right. When I got my first computer, ninety six, ninety seven, it was a big deal. It yeah. was a big deal. Uh, yeah. We were the first um, family in the neighborhood to have a desktop computer. Dope. Uh, my mom got hooked up through work. She worked for a bank, so we had it. And I remember just emailing friends that also had it 
just to have them email me back. And we would have entire conversations that we could have just had at school. <laughs> yeah. Now that you're saying this, last night we were talking about this briefly. I never did the thing where I met someone in a chat room and then like emailed. Not that. No, no. But I will say there were one or two of my friends who also were first getting computers and we would email back and forth it. a little bit. Not too much, but it was more like the excitement that we could. Yeah, you know? that's what it sounds like it, it is. But then but... we would talk on the phone every day. So it's like we didn't have much to email. Yeah, I... But we, we did occasionally, I would say. I was I was a phone talker with my friends yeah. uh, back in the day. So I don't think I ever did the email thing. And then, yeah, after sort of the phone thing went away, before texting, it was AIM. So yeah. That's I, I I missed the email thing. I guess I never did this. I never emailed back and forth with per, a person. Well, it was stupid. I, mean, <laughs> I think it was more the novelty. Yeah, of the it was situation. the novelty. It was it was like when texting first came about, and then you're like, it costs ten cents a text. You still text even though you cost some money. Yeah. Like, dude, just wait until yeah. class is over. Or call me. It's free. You have free uh, Matt, nights this and weekends. talking thing you keep talking about, <laughs> I don't understand. It. Well, I don't do it now. It Just yeah. for listeners' sake. If oh, you, yeah. I love it when I call you, you don't answer, and, then and then I you text, text you back. a minute later. That's, he does it to me, and I've lived with him for years. I mean, I'll be honest. With you guys, that actually is a mistake. Like, I don't mean to not pick up for you guys. But Ashley, for, what's our level 1 to 10 believing this? Is it a 4, a 6? No, believe me. I think it's an even five because on some days it's a hundred percent true. On some days he's like, I can't talk to people. Well, that's phone. okay. That's true. Um, but like, okay. I just assume <laughs> you're watching a movie. Yeah, ninety-eight percent of the time I don't know where my phone is, and then I find it and I, I shoot. I know where it is. Text. It's resting on top of my candle little thing. <laughs> charging. Uh, yeah, charging because I'm almost always charging uh, my this phone. This is where mine always is. It's on my desk, and I'm like, I'm in the living room. Where I put my phone? Yeah, usually it's in another room or. Charging somewhere, yeah. and I don't know where my phone is. So, but I will say for others, not my good friends like you guys, for others, if you call me and I don't pick up and I text you five minutes later, it's because I don't, I don't want to talk on the phone. <laughs> I respect you. I literally just had a friend in town and we had the conversation. I went up to her and I was like, she doesn't live here anymore. She lives in a different city. So I was just like, is it okay if I call you sometimes? And she was like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> And I was like, that's so great that you're fine with that. You know, like either FaceTime or calling. Like, I don't mind talking on the phone. I talk to my grandma and my mom all the time on the phone. Like, it's just normal to yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't mind it. I talk to my parents on the phone. I'm not one of those people that doesn't call their parents. Yeah, but I talk you do to it, like, phone. once a week. I <laughs> that's true. To my that's true. It's like, it is. It's a once a week, and like, I'm okay event. Oh, you do that, too? It's like a once yeah. a week event. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, then uh, uh, my best friend, Tom, yes. I talk to on the phone. Yeah, you do. That is a person I talk to on the phone. But other than that, it's texting for me. But anyway, back to You've Got Mail. (laughs) Uh, Oh, right, right. So they email back and forth, and it's anonymous, but they know each other in real life because Tom Hanks is taking over her territory, basically, with the shop. they don't necessarily know each other yet. They meet within this They meet within the time period of we see them emailing each other. We see her at Shop Around the Corner, which is her shop. And, um, they, all the people in town are like, did you see they're putting up a monstrosity around the corner? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, yeah. And everybody's like, we're going to fight this. And she's like, yeah, no, it's going to be fine. And he's making the plans. He's seeing this plan of building this huge store. And he one day takes his, (laughs) the weird family situation. Oh, I love this. This is fucking hilarious. His aunt 
and brother. Right. Who but it, are two children. small children. <laughs> I couldn't even write notes about it because I was like, wait, I'm lost. What? So his grandfather's daughter. Daughter. The grandfather's daughter is technically his aunt, but he's like 30 years older than her. Right. And then his father's son from a different marriage recently is his brother. Right. So they're small children and they're adorable. 11 year old Aunt Annabelle and four year old half brother Matthew. It's insane. He's only four? Yeah, he's little. Yeah. He's little. Wow, that kid is sharp as a tack. (laughs) I I only know that because I stole it from a website. That's totally fine. They're there to steal from. Oh, I believe I believe in stealing. Yes. 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 Um, but yeah, so then he takes the kids in because they want books and stuff. So he oh, takes the, them to the shop. And the story time, and part of me, right when the story time was on, I was like, I want story time. Yeah, how fun. Did you guys have libraries where they had story time? Well, we did it in class. Oh, like, we, we did it in class. class. Yeah, well, I, the I, younger, yeah. the younger we grades, had, we did it in class. The library we would go to sometimes on the weekends, they would have like a story time thing. And it was really cute. Story time's amazing. I hope they still do that. And so and so is nap time. I don't care if I'm an adult. We all need nap. Time. We all need nap time. I was never. I. What does it say about me that I didn't like story time? I like to read it on my own. I like both. I didn't like. You're story an time. only weird child. Yeah, that's, I'm an it only child. It probably directly connects to the reasoning you don't like to talk on the phone. Judging. Yeah. Judging. <laughs> it's 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 my my self isolation that I do. Uh, and I, I think that's fine. Maybe you just had a really strong imagination and you could easily lose. Yeah, when someone else is reading it, you're yes. like, no, it's not my thing. But I think that's the legit answer, but also my self sabotaging isolation that I did as well. Yeah. <laughs> so they meet in this moment where they're just like. They're kind of hitting it off a little bit, and they have chemistry. Also, yeah, you get, like, the store is really busy on a weekend when this is happening, and they are getting to know their entire lives. And I just said to Matt, I would be the person in line behind, being like, "Can we wrap this up, please?" And they're like, "Oh no, this is my aunt, and this is my brother, and blah 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 blah." And then she's like, "Oh, they're just letting each other know about their entire lives," and I would be the person stuck in line. Yeah, I'd be them. right behind them, being like, "Can we this the fuck up?" I'm like, "Steve's on, help me out." Please. I just want to check out. <laughs> also, it's funny. Steve's on is checking them out, but she's talking to them. It's yeah. like so they already have like a thing, and then the little boy knows how to spell his last name, which is Fox, which is the name of the bookstore company, and he only spells that. And she's like, "How do you spell dog?" And he's just like, "F." Oh, X. Yeah. Also, Steve Zahn was like explaining to Joe Fox's character that, you know, like he's like, wow, why is that book so expensive? And he says, no, no, no. It's like hand drawn illustrations. This is why this book is worth so much. And again, that was a line where I go, oh, anti corporation. (laughs) It's like there is value in this artistry yeah the words on the page mean something. Do you feel like this was a longer script and then someone's like, hey, hey, man. I get it, it for the masses, but this is a romantic comedy. I don't think so. I think this is just what Nora Ephron does. I just think that this is. Her well, thing. I mean, with her it's sister a, being a little bit more literary. Yeah, type. I'm thinking maybe she's like, well, this has to be a little deeper. She probably and then the second draft was probably like, hey, I get it. But we got to make this some money. This movie's three and a half hours long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like someone who's really huge in the literature or, you know, like very snooty with the, you know, would be like, this must mean this. And they basically wrote Dune and she's like, yeah, we need this to be 90 minutes. <laughs> well, it's two hours it's long. It's two hours. Um, long. But it, it didn't. Yeah. See, does it, it feel like. Oh, it? kudos, editor. I did not know that. You didn't feel it. That's the part of the movie. A lot of stuff happens, but you don't feel it. Yeah. This also, is a very full. 
full movie, but I can simply explain it. It's a love letter to New York because you get an entire year. You get every season. You get every season. It starts in fall and it ends in summer. Um, but yeah, like, and, and people liked it. This I remember. This was a fucking huge movie. Like everybody saw this movie when it came out. Like this was a massive holiday hit. It came out around Christmas. Two hundred fifty million dollars in the U.S. This box was a office. Huge hit. Huge hit. Everybody saw this movie. And everyone had this VHS, except Matt and I. Except us, yeah. But I had the well, I had the DVD though, so there's that. We had it. Because I wanted to get I knew I wanted to give it a second shot after seeing it in theaters and liking it in theaters, but I was eight. So like I wanted to give it another shot. And Matt, uh, do you recommend the first twenty minutes of this movie (laughs) is taking us forty minutes? (laughs) Let's speed this along here. Here. I just want to talk bring up another side character that nobody's mentioned yet. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Dave Chappelle is in oh, this movie. So good. I do want to say the first like introduction to Dave Chappelle, it's like him walking side by side with Tom Hanks. And I told Matt later, I was like, that moment of them just riffing, it felt like two comedians just like killing it. They were on top of the world and they were doing their comic thing because they're comedians. I, I yeah. think that's what's amazing about Tom Hanks is he can keep up with any stand-up yes. comedian. Well, he did so much comedy earlier in his career. That's, like, that was that He is a comedian. Life. He's a comedian. Yeah, he's, he's just a different type of comedian. Yeah, but he, he made, broke yeah. through to, like, a different career, mm-hmm. yeah. basically. Oh, yeah, but then he did Forrest Gump in Philadelphia, and you're like, bam, Oscars. You <laughs> can like, do whatever is, you want. Life is different. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I love Dave Chappelle in this, and... He's so fresh-faced. They have great chemistry. Everybody, every pairing in this movie has good chemistry. Yeah. Which, by the way, I think the year before, he did Con Air. Damn. Nice. Dave Chappelle is just making those side characters. And oh, the, yeah. <laughs> this was the same year as Half Baked, the movie really? he top lined. No. Yeah. That's awesome. Really? I yeah. thought Half Baked was like 96 or something. But no, that was 98. Also, I will take your he, word for it. Does he have braces in this movie or a retainer? Did anybody notice that? Oh, no. I don't know. Okay. When he's like talking, he's like, Ooh, she's kind of, he's looking into the restaurant for Tom Hanks because he doesn't want to meet her. He's like, I don't know what she looks like. Oh my God. And he's like, she kind of looks like that Kathleen Kelly chick. And he's just like, oh, well, she's cute. Yeah. When he's talking, he looks down and it's almost like I can see like a, like oh, a oh, wow. Invisalign or something. I didn't oh, know wow. if he had braces for a while well, or interesting. not. Interesting. Which by the way, like. Dave Chappelle should get into more movies in these like smaller parts if he doesn't oh. want to be able because I, I really when you look at Star his, is Born he's in Star is Born I'm so oh, I, haven't I, haven't well, I haven't seen it either. I only want to see it for Dave Chappelle I, didn't, I haven't seen it <laughs> no. either but I know he's like the sidekick again in that but his ability to play off the other actors yeah. emotions I, I mean he's really good and a, a lot of times you know you kind of blow off comedians a lot of them nowadays you don't because they're yeah. winning Oscars but yeah. um it's like just to watch his ability to completely play off Tom Hanks' emotions in that one scene. Dave, stars born, keep going. Yeah. No, David Chappelle is a good actor I besides being a good comedian. You know? A kind of recent example is like um, the big sick, Ray Romano. He Because he yeah. did comedy and then he did like American television for so long. Mm-hmm. Then he does a big sick and it's like, yeah, this makes sense. You're like working off other, like Camille's like a comedian. And so it works very well. I think the reason so many comedians go into drama sometimes so well influenced is because they're constantly playing off something yeah, else. It's a character. Yeah, it's it's a bouncing lines. Yeah. Uh, I heard, um, oh my gosh, I just forgot his name. Dr. Malcolm. Um, Jurassic Park. 
Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Oh. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum was talking about how he learned how to act. He didn't learn how to act. He learned how to reply from another actor. Yeah. And like, I forget the type of method they call it's that. Like action and response or whatever. Yeah, whatever it, it, with it. But it's the Uta Hagen it, method. Uta Hagen. Yeah, they do the the uh, call and response thing. So I learned that too. Wow, yeah. actor encyclopedia. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I, I heard him say that, and he was talking about Steve Martin, yes. how beautifully he does it, so and he goes because he's a stand-up comedian. That's what he does to the crowd. It's complicated, also like Nancy Myers. Yeah, right? Nancy Myers movie. It's kind yeah. of similar or whatever. Um, he, Steve Martin's in it, playing opposite Meryl Streep and Alec Baldwin. And Steve Martin is the star. He's so good at it. It's because he can react to this normal situation that's happening. He's kind of like the Dave Chappelle in, like, it's the setup. But, uh, yeah, back to this film when they, uh, I mean, they're they're falling in love. Her business, even though she starts to fight for it, she gets the, you know, media out there and they're basically like, Fox and Sons Books is mad. But she still goes down, which is regrettable. It's sad. But I did like her older friend who had worked for her mother previously. How she's just like Birdie. Birdie. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect name for her too. And Jean uh, Stapleton. How I don't think no. she actually says it, but basically she just says, "Well, the ball keeps bouncing, and your mother never had to deal with that, so it's don't blame yourself because yeah, just keep going." Because she's like, yeah. "I want to ask my mom what to do." Yeah. And then she like looks at the little locket. She's <laughs> like, "What to do?" And she's like, "She doesn't know because this isn't her world." Yeah. Yeah. This is completely different. I, I do like that character. Where it's like, "Don't be so hard on yourself." And she also dated the leader of Spain. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is just like a weird thing. She's I, like the kooky old woman. I do love how they were smart enough in this script to like, nope, that's it. That's all we say. It's like, that's her character. She's the kooky old lady who's super supportive, but she's going to have some weird stories. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, she won't elaborate on anything. See, she has seen some shit. <laughs> so so uh, Kathleen and Joe are kind of falling in love, though, even though he has taken down her bookstore. First, they fall in hate. Well, they fall in hate, of course, because it's a romantic comedy. And they're in, they go back trading insults on each other. They hurt each other's feelings. And then they end up falling in love. But, like, she's still in love with the person she's talking to as well. Well, the reason they fall in love, Joe, they're both in relationships. Joe loves the person, Shop Girl. He loves Shop Girl. She loves NY152. The reason he starts to love Kathleen is because he finds he out knows. it's her. She doesn't. He shows up. They're going to finally meet in a coffee shop, of course, because we're in New York. And he gets there and he's like, this woman hates me and I hate this woman. But he's like, but I know this intimate side of her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and he's indirectly, she's been telling him about her struggles about the business and now he's like it makes so much sense now like what she's saying well i think his character also is two-faced he is this incredibly charismatic guy and then he has to turn around and be a a cold-hearted business but that's not like really and that's no but it's like where he's just like it's business it's not personal and I think, this is just me, I think it's a reflection of who he knows he is. Yeah. So he's like, okay, she's pretending to hate me. She's doing all this. But I know the other side. Yeah. I know that's there. He gets an unfair advantage yes. because then he like fucks with her, which is really fun. It's my favorite. He's like, I'm going to trick her into being friends with me. 
by using all of this information and manipulating the conversations online. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that like in the script, they could have just wrote like Lauren Ipsum for all of Tom Hanks lines. Cause when you let him go, that's what he does. The, uh, comedian. Yeah. Now, I'm sure, I don't know Meg, how good of a uh, um, actor she is with that non-scripted yeah. or anything. I don't know if hers is scripted he's, and everything, but he's like so gestural and everything yeah, like his yeah. face when he's like typing, he's not saying anything, but he's like mumbling to himself. He's like, does the Godfather thing. And then he's just like, he's so funny in his mannerisms. Well, he does the iconic thing that's in all the trailers where he blows on his fingers. And then he does the reach up and push down. Oh, on yeah, the When send he button. gets excited about the yeah. business yeah. talk. Yeah. It's but, so good. But what she, she might not be as good with the expressiveness on it. She's not a comic performer. But, she does the cute. But when she's punching and preparing to get into the fight in the media. It's funny. That's funny, cute, adorable, charming. charming. I mean, she's just, that's why she's America's sweetheart. You're like, yeah. what she made her bread and butter on my, doing that. I would like to talk about my favorite scene of the movie, which yeah. I think but, is the most iconic scene, which is pretty much towards... It's the end of the second half where it's going to flip, where they start to become friends when she's sick and he just shows up with flowers and, and she's just like still kind of savage at him. Hello. Hello. What are you doing here? I heard you were sick and I was worried and I wanted to make sure. What? Is there somebody here? No. Oh, it's the Hope Shopping Network. Oh, you buy any of those little porcelain dolls? I was thinking about it. Hey, you put me out of business. Uh, yes, I did. Did you come to gloat? No. To offer me a job? I would never... Because I have plans. I have plenty of offers. You know, I got offered a job by... By my former... Well, yeah, uh... actually by... Oh, your former? We broke up. Oh, well, that's too bad. You were so perfect for each other. Oh. I don't mean to say things like that. No matter what you've done to me, there's no excuse for my saying anything like that. But every time I see you... Things like that just fly out of your mouth. Yes. But she's like, I don't care. I'm not that person to be mean or whatever. But she's also cleaning up. And she's cleaning up all the tissues. She's yeah. like, oh my God, this place is a mess. And she puts on a trench coat, which is hilarious. And she's yeah. stuffing her pockets with like Kleenexes and gross stuff. And he comes in and she, he goes... Oh, we broke up, and he's and she's like, "Oh, well, isn't that great for you?" Like she says something so snide, remark, and then she just slaps her mouth with her own hand and her little movement. She's like, "I'm sorry, I don't know why I said that." Like she's all stuffy and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like her, she really shines in that scene. Well, yeah. After she loses her business, they start hanging out all the time, and I I can't remember when it happens, but he says something to her, and she's about to hit him back. You know, with that counterpunch, and he yeah. puts like his hand oh, over. It's the, it's the scene yeah. I'm talking it's about. That same in scene. Bed. Yeah, and he's like, "Before you say that, and possibly regret it." I think he kind of repeats what she says, or he right. says in an email, right? And then torture leaves. yourself about it for years. She yeah. says, "Yeah, that's it." Yeah, because she finally said everything she wanted to say to him, really mean at that coffee shop in his face, and he's like, "Fuck." That hurt me really bad. And then he left and then he like realized how like he hurt her too. Yeah. But then she immediately wrote an email to NY152 about it was a glorious moment where I said everything I ever wanted to say to someone who mm -hmm. I hate and I feel terrible. 
and I'm beating myself up, and then that's why he says that, and then it's like, it, yeah, it's that, so. That's what kicks off, I think, her liking him, and then obviously because it, she's he gets her, but it's like kind of cheating because he knows her. <laughs> and, and when they set up the second meeting, who walks up? It's the Tom Hanks chasing Brinkley. Oh no, there's more to it though. He sets it up in a very specific way. Mm-hmm. He goes, do you want to meet me for lunch on Saturday or whatever over there at in, in, yeah. lunch? And she's like, yeah. Which is before the time she's supposed to meet up And with. then he goes yeah. home and he writes her an email that same day in the evening in the park. So he's making it so he sees her before she sees the him. The and he tells her how he feels he's like, before the right. day. He's like, in he's a, like, in a different of, world, we would be together because this is how I feel about you. Yeah, and it's so sweet. And she's like, fuck, because she feels it too. And it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And But then, yes, yeah, she knows Brinkley from previous emails. And he's like, Brinkley, and he's chasing a oh. dog down. And then she has the final iconic line of, I wanted it to be you so badly. I wanted it to be you so and then they they embrace and uh that's uh you've got mail ny ny152 and shop girl gonna make ba- how do you make aol babies i don't know well, they're the most non-sexual AIM beings Instagram. in the world oh, yeah. so well, they may they, not ever have babies, they actually but. have no oh, private parts that's yes. what i was gonna say a long time ago they're in relationships and those relationships are also not sexual right at all. even like parker posey no, who could like be more roommates. yeah yeah. Like, I think you could count the amount of kisses in this movie on one hand. Yeah. Well, it's always, like, on the high cheek. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's very non-threatening, and non-sexual. Oh, yeah. Did you catch the at the uh, beginning of the film when he meets his father's new wife, the oh, young yes. woman? And she asks for a kiss, and, the, like, uh, he goes to kiss her on the cheek, and then she... She moves lit- it. Yeah. 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 What was she that about? She wants to fuck him Well, she, so puts, she puts her yeah. hand on his leg at that party, too, and he has to, like, get up and move away from what her. It, She's what? just, like, a vicious... Like, she just wants to record. fuck, yeah. And then she, like, leaves with Nanny Maureen. Like... Yeah, she runs know, off with the nanny. She's just a yeah. skeezy character, which is a funny, like, random thing they Side don't thing. really focus on. I love the dad in it. He's hilarious. Yeah, the dad had all the one-liners yeah. that cracked me up. For for the the dad and the grandpa, for like stone cold businessmen that are playing like <laughs> the Republican uh, Reagan, yeah. you know, like yeah. agreed is good type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of movies in the eighties and nineties played as like I mean the nineties, hell, if you were a businessman, you're bad. Yeah, and almost in everything, especially kids' films. They were really likable. Like, oh no, they're hilarious. They're, I, I feel like they would bash liberals, but at the same time, like in help a funny them. way. Yeah, you know, they're nineties uh, Republicans, not today scary. Republicans. It's pretty neutral. Yeah. They're like yeah. just over the middle part. Yeah. Um, but like also these characters, they broke. Up, they break up with their significant others around the same time, and so like he breaks up with her in the elevator after she screams. Yeah, Parker Posey. And then I love the scene. Where Meg Ryan and Greg Kinnear break up. Where they're just like, we don't, this isn't working, he's right? Like, Let me say it. And then she's like, you don't love me. And he's like, no. And she's like, me neither. And they're so delighted about it. And they're like, oh, thank yeah. God. Such relief. Yeah. yeah they're so, 
they the chemistry between everyone <laughs> is so delightful. Never this. had that breakup before. I know what the hell. <laughs> yeah, that that's the best case. That's the fantasy, the best case scenario <laughs> yeah. type thing. Uh, like but that's what this movie does. It's it's fantasy. Hey yo, I want to go this way. You want to go that way? It's done. She's like, bada bing, bada boom. Oh, I lost my business and my partner moved out, so I'm paying for this beautiful New York apartment on my own. Life is great. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, um, what? It's like a friend's scenario where you're yeah. like, how are you paying for? Yeah. It's like there's some severe I, rent control I, going on over there. I assumed it was her mother's. She inherited it. Maybe, maybe. moved in from her shitty apartment. <laughs> she doesn't have a mortgage. I'm dreaming here, folks. I'm dreaming. I don't know. Maybe her mom used to make a lot of money off the bookstore. Oh, I'm sure it was a profitable <laughs> business because it was like the town or it was the corner staple. Like, you know, yeah. that that borough or wherever it is. Like, yeah, but her whatever. apartment was freaking gorgeous. Oh yeah, did you the, see the tile in the that thing? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> you can tell like we yeah, really we just went houses. New York. We went New York Jewish. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I have never been in so love. I've never been in love with a toilet that much ever. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's also like our age showing like we want a house that has like really nice architecture and shit. <laughs> I kind of want to be wearing a sweater with shoulder pads and Mike Myers wig hair from Coffee Talk. Coffee Talk. Um, Linda Richmond. Is that who you're referring yes! to? <laughs> Linda Richmond. She shaped me. <laughs> uh, that's a movie we sadly never got. Oh yeah, that would be great. Why the hell? No. Mike, get I tell work. you why. No, I don't. I got nothing. <laughs> like we got Pat, but we didn't get Linda Richmond. Yeah. Oh. They freaking have Barbara Streisand and Madonna on there. Madonna. Madonna. I love it. This accent is starting to take over. That was my life. That was how I learned comedy. I yeah. was like, I got this. <laughs> I think before we go any further, we should maybe bring it back to you, got me. <laughs> how dare you? I was talking about flawless chemistry and design. Every of day comedy. you ruin all our dreams. <laughs> what did we think of the movie? Do we recommend this one? Uh, I think you can skip it. I'm just kidding. It's awesome. I like it. Uh, it's not my favorite, but I recommend it. I like it. Uh, before I stuck in this tape, I was like, hell no. Fuck this film. But... You enjoyed it. You smiled. But at the end of the film, I enjoyed it. I, I, can't, yeah. I can't help it. It's a good it. movie. You didn't it's realize a, it's how a well long made it movie. is. Right. It's simple. It's easy. It's cute. It makes you smile. It makes you feel good. Uh, Nothing wrong with that. And Tom Hanks. It's so good. It's got it. so much dated, lovely, late 90s nostalgia. Oh, the fashions. It's like very <sighs> like, I don't know, very specifically 90s New York yeah. fashions. Very simple, dark colors, like layers. No one has a body form, you know? It's just <laughs> oh like all super layered. Before her date, before her like final reveal of her going to the park, her pants are like Enormous. puffy pleated yeah. khakis yes, yeah. that flood so far on the bottom and are, are up to her ribcage. Oh, they're they're com- they're going to come back. Oh, I'm one of yeah, them right now. That's happening now. I think. I, um, I I remember as as a kid, like we had so many layers. It, it got to the point like big jeans yes. or the big dockers. Yes, and then like suit jackets or uh, what sport jackets mm-hmm. were like basically double the size. Yes. Why? Fashion. Fashion. Yeah. Because we like to fashion. What, uh... Oh, what? let's go into the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you.
what are we going to put in the museum this week, guys? Uh, we Every week, we take something that we really like or we need to learn from and put it away uh, to look at in our little museum, our museum of plastic. Do we know what we're putting in there this week? Film and plastic. I, I'm, I'm going to put in the opening credits. I put it up on YouTube. I already said it at the beginning. Uh, even though there's a lot of things in here I could put in. Yeah. But I'm, <laughs> I'm going to stick with that because it's just... It's so gorgeous. It's delight. You go for it, dude. Uh, I think, actually, I do think I'm going to put in the uh, breakup scene between Meg Ryan and Greg Kinnear. It's so because it's so, but it's also so funny. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know, it's like the most real. And this movie that is fantastical, and obviously we were just saying that that's like the best case scenario situation in a breakup or whatever. But the way they talk to each other is so real. I, I it transcends their kind of characters they're playing and just becomes like you you're hanging out with these characters. Yeah. So I think that was a really good performance there and I thought that was a really like well done scene. I have so many things that could go in there. Like I love the scene where she's sick. I love the awkward scene where Greg Kinnear's talking to the news lady and they want a bone. But I think what I'm gonna put in there is just Brinkley. The dog, the golden it's retriever. It's a cute dog. It's a cute, cute dog, dog. And every time they show him, like he's just straight up laying on the bed at one point. And I'm like, look at that floofy bull. <laughs> <laughs> it's and a cute dog. It's, it's a cute movie good dog. Movie, and if you yeah. got a feel good, happy dog, like golden. Yeah, they always got that dumb smile on their face. He's so happy. <laughs> and he's like straight up jumping on them when they're kissing at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's really it's funny. so funny. Oh, yeah, I laughed at that because it jumps all the way up yeah. to Tom Hanks' like shoulders, almost like he wanted to ride, you know, like yeah. think give him like, a hug. I think there's an interview somewhere where they're like, oh, yeah, that dog was like, we had to try not to laugh, like as they panned because the yeah. dog was so excited. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Oh, so cute. Good, good call on Brinkley there. Thank you. All right, Ashley and Matt, once again, why don't you plug the podcast? We have another podcast where Matt and I are watching the 100 greatest films, American films of all time, as said by the AFI list. So naturally, our podcast is called the AF High List because we do so stoned out of our mind. Yes, we are watching classic movies like Citizen Kane, Some Like It Hot, Star Wars, which is an episode featuring Steve. Um, We're all high. And then we're high again when we're talking about it. Yes. So it's super fun weekly podcast. And we're like almost to the 20s now, which is crazy. Yeah. So we have made it into the, we've made a dent in the list. Yeah. And, we're almost uh, a fifth done. And uh, yeah, we've managed to take uh, our uh, fun hobby of Schmirken. relaxing and smoking <laughs> and turn it into a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't enjoy anything in this life. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, so start I, giving them money so they can make yes. some dough off. This. Yeah, Please. so listen to that podcast. You can find us on iTunes and Podbean for now, and I believe YouTube. And then you can follow us on our social media at AF High List on Instagram and the AF High List podcast podcast on Facebook. Yeah, the one nice thing about Podbean is it puts it on a bunch of other stuff that you don't even realize mm-hmm. it's on. So if you search AF High List, you'll probably find us it's on the something thing with a bunch of. <laughs> pot leaves on it yeah yeah <laughs> it's true duh <laughs> and you guys did an african queen not too long ago and i'm like oh man what is that like hi um yeah we watched schindler's list high mm. yeah but actually because it's spielberg and it he's was, an amazing filmmaker fantastic. like it's actually a pleasant experience despite the fact that the depressing subject matter spielberg knows how to make such a good movie regardless you're just yeah. like ah. we ate it up it yeah was awesome. we ate it up all right so we're going to introduce a little early 
Well, I guess it won't be early. It's no, this next is the week, week before. <laughs> but, uh, it's early now because we're recording this in February of 2018. Yes. Um, <laughs> kidding. Uh, with, I, so we are going to do something that... First, we were going to do action films in December. Yeah. But Matt brought up a good point. Hey, let's not just be like, now we're men again off Ladies Month. Yeah, it's like, come on, dude, like, chill out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I was just thinking. Also, I like action films, just so. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I just really like the line, karate kick into Christmas. Yeah. Well, we can karate kick in uh, any holiday. We can karate kick Valentine's Day. Into Easter. Day. Well, actually, <laughs> into Easter. what helped was the next day I was like, hey, Matt, uh, actually, it's really hard to find someone kicking or punching on a cover. Really? Yeah. Jim Cotton? It, well, I mean, there's, <laughs> where are we going to find that VHS? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's not as many. I went through every VHS here the next morning. I go, I have one. And it's on the back. <laughs> it's not even on the front. I'm like, shit. So you came up with a pretty fun option, a different option so, for uh, Christmas this friend year. Friend at work. We were just talking. We're bouncing. And you know how you get down that rabbit hole weirdness? Yeah. Somehow we came out of that with, why don't you just do a, a, a very busy Christmas? Of course, why not? So, each week before, one of us is going to give the other one a, a Christmas gift. Christmas gift with the Busey movie in it. And may you note that I said Busey movie. It there are two Buseys. Yes, I love Jake Busey. Sorry. It, it, could be, it could be Gary or Jake. So, week one of December... Here we go. I'm giving I don't Matt. so I have no idea what the first Busey movie is going to be. I hope it's one for, thing. Uh so I'm going to do the one next week, but you're giving me this one. So yeah, we're going to surprise yeah, we're each gonna other. Switch off. Yeah. Every uh every week here. I hope it's something very specific in there. And I, I gave it to him in very designer paper. And we are watching next week as I'm just revealing now, Surviving the Game. <laughs> With Ice-T, Rukerhauer, and Gary Busey. May, may I add, I've had this for quite a while unopened. Can I just say that the cover art is fantastic? <laughs> <laughs> yes, so uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the Ernest Dickerson 1996 movie, I think it is. 1994 movie, I think. Uh, surviving the game. And then come back next week and I'm going to give Steve a present, which I will not... You wrap this nicely. What I'm uh, probably going to do is put a piece of paper and some tape on some things, but you're a good rapper. I'm not. I'll wrap it. <laughs> I don't know if that was nicely. If you'll notice uh, to... Peace sign duct tape? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. And yeah, so we're going to talk about surviving the game for our first week of uh, Busey Christmas. <laughs> I have not seen this in years, so it's going to be exciting. Yes. So come back next week for that. Rate and review us on iTunes. Find us on Podbean. Tell your friends about us and shoot us an email. Yeah, analogjonestof at gmail.com. And that's Matt's responsibility to reply. <laughs> I don't have a lot of responsibilities in this life, but that is one of them. <laughs> oh, yes, please send us your emails. We will read them online because they are glorious. Yes. And uh, thank you for the last two weeks for Ashley for coming on and talking movies with us. It has been a blast. Of course. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, we've had some great conversations that have broke off to things I never thought they would have. That's what you get when you have me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Remember to be kind. Rewind. Hey, Toxic here. 
And Meridon, too. We're the hosts of the Overleague podcast. Are you a fan of Overwatch League or just a fan of Overwatch in general? Well, if you are, we break down matches and all other Overwatch happenings, and we won't judge your main. Tune in every other Tuesday to the Overleague on Geekscape and wherever you get your podcasts.